0: friends and happy new year 2020 is behind us well welcome to 2021 drum roll please well i hope you all had a great holiday season and i'm wishing you a very happy and different new year we all feel like we need that right I welcome you to a new episode, a brand new episode of 2021, in which we will cover a few emerging trends such as technology and production, what will make a great hybrid experience for events, what is a micro event experience, and how is tech being repurposed to serve the current needs in the event industry as it's embarking for a hybrid event format. And more so, stay tuned and don't forget to hit subscribe. Subscribe so you get notified of new podcast episodes as they come out. And we've got quite the lineup this year. So definitely subscribe so you get those notifications. As we get to enter this new year, I'm once again optimistic, you know me, as with this major disruption of the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020 and how hard it has impacted the event industry, it has also provided new opportunities that presented themselves to those who were willing to embrace the chance of the unknown. So the hope is for 2021 that going and moving forward, that would be somewhat easier to navigate or that's the hope. Although one thing is for sure, we're still figuring things out. We have more questions than answers when it comes to what this year might bring and how it might impact us moving forward. Throughout the last year, though, through the content shared on our blog and the discussions that we've had in previous podcast episodes, we've made the case for virtual events over and over again and how they're cost effective. I mean, they, in most cases, cost a fraction of the cost of what an in-person event would cost. There is no travel time required, I mean, besides going from your office to the kitchen and all the other parts of your home, and there's no transportation, no lodging, no parking, no time wasted. They're no more limited to just a geographical location. They reach a much larger audience, and uh, not just from a local community, but to a global community. They're safe. They're flexible with all the live, pre-recorded, on-demand methods of delivery and engagement. And they are environmentally conscious, and that is something that I don't see thought about quite enough, although it's extremely important, because of the great opportunity that virtual events provide to reduce consumption, waste, and travel emissions. Now, as the dust clears a bit and we look to the future of meetings and events for 2021, one thing is clear virtual events and hybrid events are here to stay. And alongside the traditional in-person events, they will become even more cemented going forward with meetings and events serving the same needs only in a new format. And as proven by the many events that we plan and produced in 2020 and the many virtual events that stood out, it is possible to find that optimal intersection between what an event is generally used for, what an online audience needs are, what value your event plans to deliver, and what are some of the desires and expectations from your event. What is the budget versus the objectives for producing a virtual event in the first place and still deliver a virtual event that delights your audience and builds support and builds supporters and fans and also you know, adds to the bottom line. Now, a little bit of warning here. The worst mistake that I've seen organizations and event planners make is uh, beginning their planning process with this mindset of, well, we've always done events this way, we're not going to change it. And trying to, you know, recreate their in-person event online and miss on the opportunity to deliver so much more and reach a much wider audience and add so much more value using the tools and tactics currently at hand. The best virtual events have the option now to reimagine what is possible rather than replicate what is familiar. And in the words of... Um, David Scott, a prominent visionary in the world of virtual events, he's wrote quite a few books and he says, a virtual event is neither a digital replica of a in-person event, nor is it the network news or the daytime talk show. Elements of each will impact the design of an event. And to build your best virtual event, you will need to rethink what is possible in this new format. You know, it is human nature to take what we already know and especially from in-person events and try to replicate it online. And the history is a great teller of how organizations have tried to recreate online what they used to see offline. And our greatest challenge of 2020 was and It still is going to be in 2021 to focus on what is possible without trying to replicate what we already know. And while you certainly don't want to try and replicate in-person events virtually, you will want to satisfy one of the biggest reasons people attend events in the first place. And that is the ability to build meaningful connections through shared interests, co-creation moments, engagement and interaction by using, you know, the available technology that's now so much more available. I guess repeating myself, and the tools at hand to deliver an active experience to your audience, and capitalize on the partnerships available with virtual event producers and live streaming production houses, and the features available in virtual event platforms that change the delivery method from, you know, the old way of like one way type of webinar interaction and delivery of content to a two-way interaction experience that can involve not just a select number of your audience, but each and every member of your online audience. One thing to note here, though, is And that's a huge advantage to highlight is that event planners and event professionals and organizations and companies that pivoted and made this transition and switch from in-person events to virtual events in the last, you know, 10 months, they have the head start on this and they have changed the event market landscape. And those who experimented with this new technology and innovated right out of the gate, they took an early lead and they are. Are ahead of the curve on learning and experiencing what is possible and they are also in so many ways viewed you know as leaders in this new world of planning and producing of virtual events this is a unparalleled time and in the event industry i don't think that has happened before at least not in my lifetime where uh, you know as we've seen few and far in between in-person events in the last few months Waiting, you know, until events will come back in person and the world uh, returns to normal, which we know that that's probably not going to happen exactly the way we think it will. You're missing on this once in a lifetime opportunity to grow and learn and prosper with virtual events if you are not taking advantage of this. I personally don't think there will be like a complete return to what once was. And this feeling is actually shared by many more influencers and innovators in the event industry. We can wait together. Sure. Yes. I mean, there's no question about that, but virtual events and uh, this new breed of hybrid events will for certain be cemented in 2021. And we're only tapping into the opportunities that virtual and hybrid events provide and offering a live streaming option to Any in person event will offer a much wider ability to reach people everywhere, from anywhere, and tap into audiences far larger than any conference venue or stadium could ever hold, all the while delivering great experiences for participants and benefits to the organizations that embrace them. The future of events, and (laughs) I'm getting a little distracted because I have a fly. I'm going to have to go after you, fly. The future events also holds, you know, the promise of a hybrid mix of in-person and online experiences where the audience or the attendee has the option to choose which options are best for them with content delivered both ways. This is an opportunity for any event professional out there to not miss on the chance to create experiences people will engage with and love and be at the forefront of creation and innovation. Now is the time. i mean, Now is your time, so don't miss it. And as a few event leaders and innovators have emerged into this new world of virtual events and many more that are out there that maybe we don't know about because they're so quiet and doing their own little thing and not sharing, you know what I'm speaking about. You know, learning and experimenting and innovating as we speak. There's a few trends that seem to be prevalent more than others for 2021. And those are the ones that I would like to cover in this episode. And I think that was the introduction. It was a little long. But yes, that's uh, that was the point of starting with what are we going to talk about in this episode. So one of the most important trends is the rise of production value added to virtual events. To host a great virtual event, you will want to have more than just, you know, a laptop and maybe a webcam and a free Zoom account. And while that might be good for some, and it's a great option, you know, for a small gathering, although in my humble opinion, even smaller events hosted over Zoom or whatever similar platform should have a skilled production team behind the scenes, you know, facilitating the technology so that speakers can focus on presenting. And uh, the larger and more involved the virtual event is, the more important than having a event producer and a production team become that well-oiled machine that runs things behind the scenes. Because also there's this expectation of a higher production value to your virtual event. And that has only grown over the last few months. And while in the Beginning, there was, you know, more of a forgiveness with this type of format as it was still emerging on a larger scale. Moving into 2021, I feel like the expectation to deliver a flawless virtual event with a variety of features and experiences such as, you know, multiple presentation tracks with live streaming options of live and pre-recorded content and roundtable discussions and virtual trade shows and booths and breakout rooms and virtual press conferences and live networking and engagement and Q&A moderation and polling and registration within the same platform and reporting, as well as, you know, admin controls and selective recording of the event and the branding and the sponsorship opportunities and so on. I mean, all of those expectations will be so much higher. And given that you are moving your event online, the technology component and the production added value will be one of the first things you have to consider partnering with the right technology and production houses and providers will be key to the success of your virtual event and to navigating this ever growing you know, knowledge base of what's needed and what's necessary and how do you produce a successful virtual event be that you know fundraising gala or a virtual meeting or a conference or a summit or any special event you can think of behind any well-executed virtual event, there's always a skilled production team and an experienced event producer behind the scenes. And it's very important to keep this in mind. It's very common to have, you know, a dedicated sound engineer making adjustments on the fly and having, you know, three, four camera operators and camera angles and a technical director calling the show and a video switcher, you know, that seemingly operates the switch between content as sets and live feeds and on-camera talent. And there's also a live streaming engineer that controls how the technology is being pushed to different channels, to different platforms, and how does the audience on the other side of the screen receives this uh, live stream. And there's always a lot of run-throughs and everything adds on to create this perfect show. Because if you think about of a TV show, people don't just show up in front of the camera and start talking. There's a lot of technical run-throughs days before the event goes live. And there's run-throughs with speakers and with on-camera talent and to prepare for any potential issues and have you know a backup plan in place. And I have a fully brief team of what to do and how to prepare them in case of emergencies or who knows, the internet goes down or the building gets hit by a tornado or something. Anyway, there's a lot of stuff happening in the background and a lot of people don't realize that and all they see is this polished presentation. And then they just assume, oh, that's easy to do. We can do that. But actually, there's a lot of work that goes into a polished event. And that's going to be the expectation moving forward in 2021. Now, when you just you know, consider how many skilled professionals it takes to produce a successful virtual event that adds a high value to your attendees, an event that reflects well on your organization and on your brand, you might start to understand why having a qualified production team behind you is so important. And it's such an important element of a successful uh, virtual event. And adding the in-person planning and production of a hybrid model to a virtual event and making sure that the technology and production on site and then technology and production that goes into live streaming, they all work together flawlessly to execute your event only adds to the sophistication and the complexity of co-creating this two-dimensional event environment that supports each audience goals. And I guess at the risk of repeating myself, partnering with a nimble event producer and AV production team able to successfully deliver both live and online events will reshape not just the current AV market, but also the event budget for your event as you will need to consider how that cost adds up and how you might have to assign more dollars for your AV and live streaming production and event technology needs versus your food and beverage, which, you know, is a completely new concept in events because a lot of event planners, all they try to do in the past was how can we lower the AV budget as much as possible? Um, now that is going to have to be reconsidered because going online requires AV technology and production that before wasn't as important. I've seen and I've read about in uh, magazines, yes, I do read magazines, (laughs) venues are already working on becoming hybrid ready by upgrading their technology and finding ways where they can adapt their space into, you know, broadcasting studios to facilitate the highly technical aspects involved with this hybrid event production. And um, many conversations I've heard are around convention centers that have been adding hybrid meeting studios, offering in-person event spaces packed with the necessity that this new technology and production equipment requires to broadcast the meeting to attendees in the far corners of the world. Now, I guess, A note of warning here. Just because a venue has state of the art broadcasting studio technology and everything that you need to reach anywhere, it doesn't mean that the team behind it has the experience necessary to produce a flawless hybrid experience and a hybrid event because production logistics have grown immeasurably since the first virtual event in March of 2020. And many of the people delivering the content and those sponsoring it and those working behind the scenes have rarely been given proper support and training. So this has to be addressed more often now in the future and in the coming year. So it will fall on you to put in the time and the research to look into you know, the type of events that they've already produced and they have already hosted and ask you know, for actual examples of events, not just promos and demos of what that might look like or what that might be you know, possible. You want to see some hard evidence of what they've done to make sure that they are ready and qualified to produce your event. And going back to to that experience advantage that many of the virtual event producers uh, like myself and many of the AV production houses that I've worked with this past year that have embraced, fully embraced virtual events starting March of 2020. This is not easy to come about until you've done it a few times and learn, you know, through one event after another, what works and what doesn't, including, you know, knowing the type of mixage to stay away from and avoid until you've done that it's kind of hard you know to learn those type of lessons and they're valuable lessons that otherwise would be impossible to learn. Before we move any further, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our main sponsor, Trifun Events, which is a boutique event planning and production agency that will come alongside you, offering personalized event planning and technical support, strategic event design, production and technology management, and flawless execution for live, virtual and hybrid events. The team at Trifun Events is passionate about planning and producing event experiences that get people involved with true moments of interaction, engagement and co-creation while offering white glove treatment throughout the entire planning process, enabling you to reach your event goals with the use of creativity, production tools, and event technology. To find out how Trifun Events can plan and produce your event become memorable, go to TrifunEvents.com. There's things, you know, as simple as bandwidth requirements to live stream, and your event has to have the ability, and your staff and your support team has to have the ability to support speakers that struggle with delivering presentations virtually and uh, help eliminate some of the technical issues that plague live events. And that is, you know, kind of like a golden currency of having a event producer handholding you through this process and handholding your speakers to make sure that they're prepared. And um, there's a lot of demands on speakers delivering virtually. Like even here, as I'm doing this and I'm running this behind the scenes studio, trying to make sure that I don't miss my cues and make sure that you know my light is not blinding me. And I'm still trying to look at the camera from time to time to make that eye connection. There's a lot going on. And speakers, a lot of them struggle with this because they haven't had the need to do this, to learn this. And when you're on stage, in front of an audience, it's so much easier to get instant feedback from the audience that you're looking at. And you can adjust and you can expand and you can switch tracks as fast as uh, you want to. But with a virtual delivery, don't get any of that feedback. So it can be hard. It definitely can be hard. So having someone to support your speakers is so important. And I don't see that considered enough. You know, people assume that just because you're a speaker, you're automatically, you know what you're doing regardless of the format of delivery and that couldn't be farther from the truth. But um, I guess, you know, all this to say that humans do connect with humans and even virtually and being able to have your presenters and your speakers shine is a essential component of producing a successful virtual event. And there is a phrase by Louis Pasteur, luck favors the prepared. That's basically the bottom line. And as organizers, you must pay attention, super close attention to the back end of the production, which is essential in order to make that audience experience as powerful as possible. And there's also, you know, the variables of platform features and format and production options that are ever growing. And the learning curve has been sharp for many in 2020. This reimagining all facets of event design, which has been quite daunting for so many event professionals, just tiptoeing their toes into this new world of virtual events. But it also, you know, the good news, it also offers the opportunity to customize the experience to suit your audience. So I guess number one takeaway is dig in and explore and see what's out there and align what's available with your event's objectives. And don't be afraid to change plans and direction or even, you know, expectations as your experience with virtual events matures and grows We've made quite some significant investments as an industry as this pandemic forced us to to not just make those investments, but also accelerate a lot of the innovation efforts that have gone into this new format of events. The next thing, the next trend, I guess, that is definitely going to be huge in 2021 is the hybrid event experience. And uh, with the ability to now easily integrate in person with virtual, the hybrid event experience is an ever more powerful consideration where your event attendees have the ability to meet and greet people into, you know, smaller breakout private sessions. And those people could be from all over the world, but what exactly would that look like so that your online audience doesn't feel like they're some second hand citizen and they will feel like they do belong and are part of the event? That is actually the major question here. How will we be able to make our in person attendees feel safe, you know, in a minimum risk environment so that when we go ahead and plan those hybrid events, they're planned responsibly and allow. The attendees to have options to feel like they're in control of their own safety. And I've seen where many venues started to implement the concept of the sanctuary seat selection, which allows the pre-selection of your seat during the registration process so that it empowers the attendees to feel more comfortable and more in control. A lot of the larger venues uh, started to implement creating those camera multi-view views of the ballroom so that it allows. The virtual online audience to pick their view virtually with you know a left center right picker and it make them feel more like they're treated as good as the on site attendee and it gives them options to pick their own view so that they feel like they're part of the overall experience which is interactive and far above the feel of the you know old webinar format. Obviously, this requires a lot of expense on the part of organizers and venues. And a lot of the smaller events might not actually have the ability to implement that. But that's a really great idea. And I love that concept. And I've seen it used in one hybrid event where I was the online attendee. And it was fantastic. You know, I mean, I would love for venues to have that option. But I also know the numbers that run through my head of how expensive that actually is to put into practice. One thing for sure is that to have this unified experience you could, you know, even in smaller formats, achieve it with live QA sessions and a virtual photo booth or, you know, simple gamification strategies and interfaces. And there's another key point here where you do want to identify a moderator that can represent the voice of those that are attending online. And you have, you know, the ability to provide maybe limited VIP experiences for the online attendees that are so cool that people will stand in line like they do for the iPhone, just to get them and brag about them on social media, uh, how amazing that experience was. And that will definitely create a sense of urgency and demand and traction. And this type of limited, you know, VIP curated experiences for higher tier attendees, as well as customized networking experiences, will help drive the ticket value and provide more skin in the game to attend and a more higher perceived value and incentive to actually attend the event? Because I guess one of the main complaints of virtual events in 2020 after engagement has been the negative ROI in registration numbers and overall attendance levels. You know, we've all done this. Well, we've registered for all those events. And if they didn't make it on the calendar, we never attended any of them. Or even if they did make it on the calendar, something else came as a priority and you're like, okay, I think I can watch this post event as a on-demand recording or whatever. Live streaming and producing the event with this higher production value in mind has already been and will continue to be a very important element for sponsors as well with the ability to showcase you know a logo some graphic and lower third overlays and tickers down at the bottom using basically that screen to sell to your sponsor as an added value and uh, even you know guide attendees to their booth or their website i've also seen way There's shorter sponsor ads and creative commercial breaks in between speakers, which have provided this nice change of pace in events that I've attended and also keeps, you know, the attendees a little engaged and it raises, you know, the ROI for your sponsors, because that is a big deal, especially if you're going to produce this high value production event that it costs some money. One thing is for certain, and that is that moving into hybrid events, we must rip. I mean, where is a book? I'm going to rip a book. And if this was the rule book, you must rip it. I'm not going to do that because this is actually my notebook. But you know what I mean? You've got to rip the old event book and allow these new opportunities and challenges that have overtaken us. To also challenge everything that we've known about events in order to rethink the way of doing events for the future in 2021, which means we will have to start with the end goal in mind. And before you start anything, you know, ask how you want to finish it and making sure that your event objectives are aligned with the overall strategy of your organization because it's highly unlikely that an event will deliver results and make a positive impact and leave a long lasting impression on your audience without keeping in mind the larger purpose. And so the first step in planning an event, virtual or hybrid, is to contemplate what is its purpose. The technology and production involved is simply the catalyst, the how. And if you want your event to deliver results, make an impact, and leave a lasting impression, you need to tie it to a larger purpose and people focus. And you want to know how does the attendee feel at the end of the event, and know your audience and what they're you know looking for, and how your event will help them close the gap between you know what they're looking for and what you're planning to deliver. You do have to have also the ability to hear what they want, and that will help you figure out if they will show up in the first place. And also, what is the best way for that information to be delivered and received online? And how will your event help your audience undergo you know the growth and transformation that they're looking for to achieve by attending your event? Having those two goals clear at the center of your planning process will serve as this roadmap for the decision of making your event successful, and it will guide you in all the other decisions, like, for example, choosing the right technology and what's the most relevant content and what's the appropriate engagement strategy and the right team and partners to support your event. Another thing that it has come up as a new trend, it's a notion that I've heard mentioned again and again in many of the virtual conferences attended. And was this concept, the rise of the micro experience and micro events. And the question to ask with that is, what does that look like for the future of events? Not having the ability to plan, you know, uh, larger gatherings and the type of events that we used to, extravagant events before 2020 uh, due to the global pandemic, hello, that we've all experienced, and not knowing how possible will be to get back to large gatherings even after, you know, the vaccine becomes widely available, it has brought up this notion of micro events and micro experiences which is a more focused and intimate experience that cater to a smaller number of in-person people in person audience that fosters the ability to create you know more meaningful connections and with this type of micro experiences there's also another unique opportunity for event planners to redefine what in-person events might look like in 2021 and what type of inclusive and engaging experience Experiences could be created that bring communities together. In regards to some of the technology that has been repurposed or is being repurposed as we speak, this is another mentionable trend, which is the wearable Bluetooth devices, you know, like my tracker here. This is Fitbit. You know, they've already gained quite the popularity for um, networking and exhibitor marketing, which now has started to be repurposed so that rather than simply notifying you when, you know, a prospect or potential collaborator is nearby, they would buzz off to let you know when anyone is close or too close as the case might be. And this is born out of the safety technology that's been provided by a company which makes a similar device which now vibrates when you know attendees get too close but it can also keep records of the interactions for contact tracing should anyone test positive after an event and the trend extends well beyond wearables for example the technology has been used to measure foot traffic and flow at trade shows events and now it works to be redesigned into mitigating some of the spread of COVID-19 in larger venues such as you know stadiums and airports As we're coming to a conclusion, because I could be talking here on and on about the new trends, because of the unknown of what will be like, one thing we know for sure is that virtual events will dominate the first quarter, if not even you know the entire half of 2021. And yes, the vaccine has become available to those in the medical field and to essential workers, but it will take a minute for when it will be available to the remaining population, with the event industry and I mean all the people that are working behind the scenes, at the back of house and front of house, most likely to be. The the last to receive it. Plus, we don't know yet what kind of risk the vaccine possesses or what type of immunity is truly achievable. So I guess the extended reach of virtual events will allow more people to attend events that otherwise would have been out of the question due to safety concerns and travel and time and cost limitations. Safety is definitely one of the top priorities and no event wants to be branded as a super spreader. And unfortunately, I'm not going to mention who and what, but I know of a few that have become that due to poor considerations and planning and not following safety guidelines or maybe straight out super optimistic that it won't happen to them to attend specific in-person events in 2021, the feeling of safety and confidence that it's going to be safe for anyone to attend will be number one. So the industry must necessarily engage in and prioritize safety above everything else. And once we have this consideration in mind, we can go to town in experimenting and use our creative license. And so I guess, feel free to go local and challenge how you define event locations and don't have just one set for your event and be stuck on that. I guess possibilities are endless with virtual events and hybrid events and engaging with new audiences in new ways. Think local, but also global. The geographical borders are gone with virtual events. So take advantage of that. As we are playing catch up with so many industries that have delivered content digitally for so long, we also need to do a better job to manage expectations and make the content work across all mediums from conception, creation, creating this attendee journey map and having The provisions in place for guests to have as good of an experience, no matter how they are attending, making the event work for everyone and every type of guest is very important because we cannot design just one type of experience anymore for just one type of guest. And one important consideration for many of the virtual galas I've worked on in the past year has been, you know, closed captioning. Yes, having a human closed caption your event live adds up to the cost of the production, but it goes into making sure you're delivering a great experience for all type of attendees. Another trend here is using audio as a way to combat the Zoom, the screen fatigue by hosting audio-only events. And this might be odd, especially when you think of engagement, but it goes hand-in-hand with making the event work for everyone by accommodating all audiences and attendees. Making the content also be flexible and accessible for everyone is another consideration. And we must think of ourselves as content designers as we will be more involved in the delivery process. And so we will need to deliver this content effectively and attractively. Producing quality content for your virtual event provides you with a tremendous database and storehouse of reusable materials and event footage, and you can use and reuse for promoting before and after your event has passed. We are now broadcast producers for (laughs) the good or bad. We're not just event planners, and we must make sure that there is this synchronicity between online and physical audiences, and I know we can make it work. I have the confidence that we can be bold and blaze a new trail in 2021. One last word for all of my nonprofit friends that have been, you know, on the fence regarding hosting a virtual fundraising gala this past year. We've got several case studies on the blog and I will post the link in the episode's notes that highlight the type of success so many nonprofits have had in 2020 fundraising online with the added higher production value of a, a live streaming of the live auction and raising the above their initial, initial or even previously in-person fundraising goals, and I believe that we're just scratching the surface here with the post-event analytics and the data that's now available to us on how connections to donors and supporters are made via virtual fundraising events and how that quantifies in fundraising revenue. And many organizations that have been, you know, watching from the sidelines, thinking that oh, we're going back to normal and to live events in 2021, will soon realize that they kind of missed the opportunity in 2020 but there's still a chance to wrap up your fundraising years and get into the fundraising season coming up of spring of 2021 and make sure that that includes a virtual or a hybrid event in the second part of 2020. And I will make sure to add in the episodes notes a link to a template strategy roadmap for fundraising and transitioning from an in-person gala to a virtual event so that you have at least some tools if this is your first time. So now for real, I know I've gone on for hours. Okay, maybe not hours, but it's super long. So now that I've come to the end, the idea is that this is just the beginning. And it's time for all of us to take those trends and make them work for our events and embrace this virtual event format because Flash News! It's not going away, might as well have some fun with it and incorporate some moments of delight into your future event and be proud of yourself because you are forward thinking and you're listening to this podcast because you want to learn more and you're taking the time to equip yourself with knowledge and skills that are needed in order to plan a virtual and a hybrid event experience. The truth is, once you've planned one virtual event, planning a hybrid event would become so much easier, which is going to be the status quo of events in 2021 as our industry is moving forward. I really am so grateful for you that you have stayed with it till the very end. I want to thank you for listening and make sure that you subscribe to the podcast episodes because there's new content and I will have quite some new future guests that will come and join me on the podcast in the following way. So stay tuned. That's all I have for today. Thank you for joining me and I wish you a wonderful rest of your day.